Welcome to the Your Bold Life podcast. I'm Del Sylvie and I'm a mindset coach to women in midlife. After years of taking care of everyone around us, I know how hard the transitions are. We've got careers, businesses, families, self-care. We've attempted to fit too much in for way too long. I and my guests are here to re-inspire you to live as your best self. Listen in to real life experiences with helpful tips and realize you're not alone. We're all going through a lot of the same crap. Let's talk about it more and make it normal to talk. So, hey, how's your week going? Here we are, Wednesday again, the end of the month-ish, ish. I feel like I use ish on everything right now. So time for self-responsibility. So as you might have been listening in on some of the, the most more recent podcasts and reading in the blog, I've been on a self-journey. Um, I'm in a growth period. What other, what other coachy words and phrases can I use? I am aware that I am in a growth period. I mentioned a couple of podcasts ago that I'm a girl who likes to get to the finish line. The finish line's not coming up as close as I would like because I would have liked it here um, six weeks ago. So I'm working on my patience and patience is actually doing well in this case. I don't think I've mentioned because I haven't been a fan girl for long enough Um, but as a mindset coach I am hyper aware to the fact that I needed a mindset coach in this case I knew that I needed a mindset coach in the to help me with my weight loss so as you do I did not go I've learned not to go searching too much for stuff because when I'm searching for things, then I get to a point where I'm desperate and I'm just like, forget it. I'm going to pick this one. And that doesn't lead to the right fit. That just leads to the, this is good for now. And <laughs> I'm tired of throwing, throwing money like it's spaghetti at the wall. So I was waiting. Patience, right? Patience. No, didn't want patience. I was having patience. And then all of a sudden, this coach was brought into my world randomly. I signed up for the free challenge and immediately knew by the the first. So it was a Sunday when I watched the pre-work stuff, the pre-video with her. And then on Monday, when we had the first day of this free challenge, which holy crap, she gives up so much information. It's amazing for the free challenge. Um, when I was halfway through the video on the first day of the free challenge, I was just like, I don't even know how much this is going to cost being a business owner. I knew that, of course, this is a lead into her membership and I didn't care take my goddamn money. Here's my credit card. I need more of you. I needed her. I knew I needed her. I wanted her. I wanted to be around her. I wanted more interaction with her. So I had to wait and wait and wait until the announcement of the product. And 
I got super awesomely lucky. I think I got lucky because her eight week course is only 289 and then the membership to stay on after is 59 bucks score because I would have paid more than that. Right. So anyway, so I've got this mindset coach and mindset is mindset. A lot of it is all of the same principles, all of the same questions. Taking responsibility for yourself is a huge one, of course, but I needed guidance because I can't coach myself. I know some coaches, when they talk, they seem like they can do that. And they're, that must be, I don't know if we're different personalities or, or they're blowing smoke up their own butts. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to judge that. I know for me, I need coaches. I need them. I'm sure it has to do with the fact that I have to talk things out. So I need that person to bounce things off of, to just listen and have some answers if I need them. But I mean, honestly, just mostly to listen, right? So I know that I needed a mindset coach. And I embraced the fact that the mindset coach needed the mindset coach. And that was okay. If I was going to do a sport, I would go and get the sport coach for that sport. Doesn't matter that I might already know how to do that sport. I want to go to the next level. So that means I need a coach to help me with the next level. So I am a no BS woman right now. I will put links in here. She, her, her program's closed right now, but you can take the free work, workshop if you are wanting any mindset help and not just for weight loss, if you have food issues, that kind of stuff, I do recommend um, joining Corinne over there at It's Fit in Fat. And I'll put the link in their show notes so you can go to it. She is awesome. She is absolutely my kind of girl. She's even my age. She's got this Southern accent. She swears as much as I do. I'm in love with her. She's, she's my, I'm a fangirl right now. She's my fangirl. <laughs> so this is really helping to ramp up my self-responsibility for me to take a look at the things that either I wasn't taking responsibility for in my life, or I was trying to put blame on other people and situations and, and, all of that, right? Um, as we do when we're not happy with ourselves, we like to point fingers and 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 find blame. We, we try to do the blame game because it makes us feel better. So I'm journaling. If you're resistant to journaling, there's a reason, and you should take into consideration asking yourself what that reason is, because journaling works. Journaling has been proven to work for long time, long time. You know, a lot of those books that are written, those can basically be considered back from the old days as journaling because there was just stuff in those authors' heads that they had to get out. So basically what it was was a big old journal in a story form. I mean, think back, a lot of authors and a lot of artists, those are people that are troubled, right? So just consider, take into consideration, if you're not into journaling, 
actually, if you're not into journaling, that's a step in the right direction. If you are anti-journaling, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> if you are anti-journaling, you know, love to stand up on your podium and talk about the fact that you're not going to fucking journal. I'm not going to fucking write down my feelings. All of that. Take a look at why. Take a look at why. I can tell you why there's times that I haven't been journaling. During this um, eight-week course, the course that I have to do before I'm I'm allowed out of the newbie section into the the uh, the, the general club, we have a giant notebook workbook. I need to write down things every day, my plans for the day, and I need to assess how all of that went. I need to talk about myself. I need to reflect on myself. And I'm supposed to be journaling. So there's prompts for that. I have to set up plans for my week, goals and plans for my month, all of that. And some of it gets uncomfortable because once you start writing and especially like every day we're writing, I'm grateful for, which I can, I've, I've done that practice. I used to do that practice. I'm, I'm out of practice on that practice. Um, but things that we're, we like about ourselves, you don't want to write the same things every day, right? So then all of a sudden you're trying to look for more and it can get a little uncomfortable even when you know nobody else is reading this, but you, it gets uncomfortable talking and thinking about yourself only because we're taught for so long that we're not supposed to do that. It's that selfish word, right? That's supposed to focus on ourselves so much. And that's old school thinking. That's old school thinking. We're not taking that forward, right? We don't have to take any of that forward with us anymore. We can teach the, the next generations that, yeah, we can. We can focus on ourselves. We can te teach the next generations that you should be a priority. So self-responsibility. <sighs> In my case right now, I knew, I've, well, I've known for over a year. I mean, obviously I've known, known <laughs> that my health wasn't a very big priority because of all this fucking weight I put on. Um, had, I'm, I'm the biggest I've been, not right this minute anymore, but uh, let's see, I think five weeks ago, five weeks ago was when I started running again. Five weeks ago, I was, I was stuck at the biggest I've ever been. I was at 234 pounds for uh, two years, three years. I don't even know anymore. I've just, I've been at that weight and lost, lost three, gained three, lost five, gained five, all the way, always back to that 234. It was just like my natural number now is 234. Bullshit, right? Um, so so that was what I've been stuck at. I lost five pounds the January 2020 before COVID hit. And I did a good job of keeping it off because I was just being healthy and paying attention. Uh, I was also working with a nutritionist at that time, um, nutritionist at that time to figure out what my IBS trigger foods were. So 
that started me working on my self-responsibility, right? Because I know what my trigger foods are. I know what will make me absolutely positively miserable if I eat them. I had already known some of those foods after doing FODMAPs diet on my own for a few years off and on to figure out my trigger foods. But working with her, I found out uh, for sure which ones are like an absolutely freaking no. Yet knowing that and knowing how miserable I'm going to be didn't stop me from putting the food in my mouth and making myself absolutely fucking miserable because I'm eating those foods that I know I can't eat. But it's that that problem of you can't have this. So that's all I want. That's all I crave. And I didn't have the mindset work with it. I, I had the science-ish work of working with a nutritionist and finding out exactly, you know, doing all of the, we didn't, we didn't have to worry about tests. Um, doing the food elimination and, and, and paring it down and figuring it all out. I'd done that with her, but that doesn't help me switch the mindset. It was a great start though, because the amazing thing was, is this woman also had almost exactly the same IBS triggers and symptoms and and all of that, that I had. So I got brought to, I had the perfect person brought to me for that uh, because I was able to talk to her about it. Um, she did understand. She literally understood, you know, there was times during, during our meetings, which were amazing because there was no time limit to our meetings. So like I'm getting antsy after 20 minutes, right. Thinking, Oh God, you know, her next appointment must be coming up and we could sit there for an hour at least. And I'd just be able to talk to her and have her understand and know that she was understanding. And it felt amazing, you know, because then I could be honest with her. I felt like I could be honest because she knew, you know, if I'm hurting, then I did something that I knew I wasn't supposed to be doing and I wasn't owning it. So that really started the self-responsibility. Me, me really paying attention. So flash forward, I knew eight weeks ago, I was done done, 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 done. It's time for me to take responsibility for my health. You know, start going on pills, not bad. Well, it's all bad pills, um, prescriptions for blood pressure and all of that other shit as happens when you don't exercise and you gain fucking whatever, how many fucking 80 pounds or whatever I've got extra on me. Um, I had to take responsibility for the fact that I'm creating that health problem for myself. And I still didn't quite want to do it until eight weeks ago. Eight weeks ago, I was just like, girl, this is it. You're done with this. So I decided that I was going to start running again, which is really hard to do at 234 pounds when you haven't done hardly any working out in years. So I I started doing that, started feeling better doing that. And then this coach was brought in for this program and talk about self-responsibility. That's all this program is about. That is all this program is about. It is not a diet. It is not shaming for anything, anything whatsoever. It is working on your, my mindset of 
what am I doing? And owning, what am I doing? What is creating, what in my outside area is creating me running, running to go shove potato chips down my face? And I knew I was an emotional eater. I owned I was an emotional eater. I have owned that I was an emotional eater. And knowing that doesn't change it. Have to actually work on the changing, right? So that's why journaling and all of that helps. Just being aware when as soon as something goes to shit on a project, my mind immediately goes to food. I'm not hungry. It's just immediately going to food. Um, you know, should I go make this or should I go make that? Gosh, this would sound good. Maybe I should go down to the store and grab that. When I'm in my car is my worst. And I've known this for ever since my weight issues started back when I got pregnant uh, 27 years ago. Uh, I just didn't realize how bad it had gotten again of the eating through the drive throughs and hiding containers and all of that. Because if you hide the containers, it didn't happen, right? Kind of like when you eat in the middle of the night, if nobody saw you eat, it didn't happen. Um, because nobody can tell that you are 235 pounds or 234 pounds, right? They can't tell that you're eating shit. So taking responsibility and part of that taking responsibility, even for me with the takeout or going through the drive-through was the fact that if I went through the drive-through, I just owned it. I did not come home and hide the containers, shove them under something. I did not stop. Yes, I've done this. I did not stop somewhere and throw away the bags because I didn't want them in the car when I got home in case somebody saw them. Um, the only person I see him is my husband and he's not going to judge. Uh, so it's just me judging self-responsibility, me judging myself, um, but uh, pretending that the outside sources were judging me when they're not, I'm judging myself. So I would love to have you come into the self-responsibility world as well. So I have some questions that I want you to, to answer just to start looking into yourself. And, and that way, it, it helps you figure out, well, what do you want? You know, like I said, I started really paying attention to the fact that I don't want to be huge like this anymore. I do want to run. I do like to run when I feel good. And, and vice versa, running also does end up making me feel good which again, if I start losing weight, I'll feel even better because I won't be carrying all this weight down the road with me. That's gonna be so much easier to run when I'm not 225 right now, which is what I am, 225, I already lost some weight. Um, without deprivation, I'm still eating pizza, I'm still eating everything that I want to eat. I am just not eating like an asshole, like Corinne says. Uh, when I'm not hungry, I'm not eating. When I'm, I'm full, I stop eating. So that's, I mean, a lot of that's the nutshell right there of what Corinne teaches. So anyways, not just necessarily, we're not just talking about just weight loss and health right here. I want you to take responsibility for, for all sorts of things in your life. And I knew that the mindset stuff was going to filter into everything else that I was doing as well. Uh, I, 
I just knew this. I knew this was my weight was like one of my last blocks. It's the thing that I was using, I guess, as, as some kind of block for so many things, you know, like business and, and all of that. And it, it did come down to self-responsibility and, and not being happy. So I was looking outside for things that would make me happy. And we all, we all have a habit, unless we work on it, we all have the habit of going and looking for outside stimulants to make us happy. And I just recorded a podcast this morning that's going to come out in the end of September um, with, with Erin. And, and we talked a lot about this, a lot, because that's her, that's her thing. It's being calm and, and, and being in the moment. And, and I'm working on that. I'm a work in progress. But part of that being a work in progress means that I'm taking responsibility for the things that I'm doing for how I'm treating myself, for how I'm talking to myself. And the fun part is about self-responsibility is that all of a sudden it starts giving you the confidence of, okay, well, guess what? I do want to go and do that. And I feel like I can, right? Because it's like all of a sudden I'm, I start giving myself permission to go and do the things that I really like to do, to change direction in business if I need to to decide not to be in some kind of groups that I don't want to be in anymore because I just don't fit, but I didn't want to hurt other people's feelings or, or any of that by, by quitting, you know, that kind of stuff. Doing stuff because we feel like we should do it or we have to do it versus now we'll have, we, you have the confidence more to do the things that you want to do. And it helps figure out some of those things that you do want to do as you start going through the journaling practice. And I've got some prompts for you. So what would it look like and feel like if you were practicing full self-responsibility? What would it feel like? What would it look like? If you're taking ownership of, you know, the fact that you're sitting on your ass on your computer 12 hours a day and really not doing work all 12 hours a day, let's be honest. <laughs> what does it look and feel like when you take full responsibility of that instead of pretending and even telling yourself that, yeah, well, you're doing work, that's what you're doing, or you don't have time to do stuff. You don't have time to get this done. Um, example, I tell myself all the time that I don't have time to do yard work. I could make time, but I don't like yard work. So of course I'm not going to make time. So I'm going to take self-responsibility over that, that I'm just not doing it because I don't want to, and I'm not going to lie to myself or anybody else. And yes, a landscaper is high priority on my list. <laughs> My yard is so embarrassing right now. And right there, I'm trying to tell myself, it's not embarrassing. I don't, my yard can look like crap. It's okay. It's okay. It's not hurting anybody. Um, 
<laughs> but I do take responsibility for the fact that I don't like yard work and I don't have to like yard work. It's okay. It's okay if I don't like yard work. There's other things I do like to do. Which leads me to the next question. Where am I not being self-responsible? Yard work's one of them. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> what are things in your life that you like put off and put off and put off? Housework's the same. <laughs> I don't like doing housework either. There's just so much more fun stuff. I mean, I'd rather even just be watching TV than doing housework or yard work. I think that's way more useful time spent <laughs> than doing those things. So where where are you not being self-responsible? Is it, you know, something kind of superficialist? Superficialist, what the hell was that word? Um, more superficial, like the yard work and the and the uh, housework. Or is it something bigger, like, oh my gosh, how many times have I heard um, going on the weight loss, weight loss thing of, um, and I've used this as well. Every time I want to get healthy again, my spouse brings in donuts and cakes and chips and all of that. And I just can't control myself when it's all in the house. Or you're at work and it's like, well, it was potluck day or whatever and all of my favorite foods are there and I just couldn't say no that'd be rude you know that's self-responsibility it's like you can it's not rude you you can say no to all of that stuff it's you just have to pay attention to the fact that you're choosing not to it's an awareness where are you not where are you being unloving possibly you know are you having relationship issues can you take responsibility for the fact that you know Relationship issues are usually problems from both sides that are going on. It's not usually one-sided issue, not usually. It takes two to have a relationship. It also takes two generally to screw up a relationship. You know, unless it's extreme cases, of course, you know, cheating and all of that stuff, but um, cheating or abuse, that's, that's totally different. I'm talking normal, everyday, having relationship issues. It takes two to have a relationship and it also takes two to have problems in that relationship because none of us are perfect, right? And we just have to own the fact that we're not perfect and that's okay because nobody is. So when we own we're not perfect, it helps for that relationship to be able to look at it and go, okay, so what am I contributing that might be a problem to it? How, how am I possibly blowing up anytime we have a conversation because I am at a point where I'm so angry and, you know, or angry, that's not when we're gonna communicate very well or very nicely. Are you finding it too easily to point at others with judgment or blame? This one's a red flag for me. Easy, 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 easy. Um, that's one of the reasons why I totally had to get off Facebook is because all of a sudden when I'm on Facebook and I'm in a, a place where I'm not taking responsibility for myself, I end up down the road of only seeing negative posts. And then I'm more angry and more angry and more angry. And the next thing I know, I'm 
typing out long comments and I'm deleting them and I'm typing out long comments and then we're even worse. I'm not deleting them. And it's just, I'm looking at other people as the blame for why I am feeling that way when I have the power to get the hell off Facebook and not be angered by that. You know, it's just like we don't watch the news anymore. My husband watches the news every once in a while, but he really does not enjoy it at all when he's got it on because he's just going to have me chirping the whole time. I just can't stand it. I can't stand the, I can't stand modes of media where I see so much negative and not a lot of the positive. So I take responsibility for the fact I just can't be around it. There's so many other places where we can find all of the good stuff that's going on. And I'm not burying my head in the sand. I know that a lot of bad stuff's going on. I'm not, I'm not ignoring it, but I am choosing to pay attention to the stuff that I can control or at least have a say in or maybe make a difference. Because I think when I start analyzing it, I think part of the problem with a lot of the big major stuff is that I don't feel like I can do anything about it. So then it just puts me into the anger mode. So I pay attention to when, when I am being super judgy, because I judge, I do, I'm human. I'm human and I judge. I don't, I don't pretend that I don't. Um, I don't even pretend. Uh, but if I'm laying blame as well, then I really start paying attention because that snowballs for me. And then I realize that that's because I would like to blame outside sources for why I'm not feeling good about myself. So take a look at that. That's a good journal prompt. What needs to be shifted, cleared, healed, or brought into your awareness in order for you to take full ownership of your thoughts? feelings, energy, actions, and outcome. Shifted, cleared, healed, or brought into my awareness. Now pay attention to that because that means something different than quite a few of us might first think. Um, we're not waiting to be happy until we get that promotion or that house or that car. So that's not what I'm talking about. Not talking about we're waiting for, for that perfect moment. It's the thought process. What needs to be shifted, cleared, healed, or brought into your awareness for you to start taking ownership of what you're doing and thinking. For me, it was easy. I needed Corinne, my no BS weight loss coach, to tell me to take ownership of the fact that I'm fucking putting the food in my mouth. It's kind of all I needed. <laughs> it was a huge shift by just that, just blunt, blunt, bare bones, just that to take ownership of the fact that you pick it up and you put it in your mouth. <laughs> Even though I kind of, of course, know that, I really needed it, like, punched in the face with it, <laughs> which is why she was brought into my life. 
So things like that. What needs to be shifted? What ideas do you need to change in order for you to take more self-responsibility for what's going on? And especially this one, what amazing things could happen when you do? What amazing things could happen in your life if you take ownership of the shit going on? Of the shit that you think is shit? What if you took ownership of it? Are you going to feel worse than you right now? Nope. Nope. You might be in a spot where it's hard for you to feel worse about yourself. And that makes it hard when we're really feeling down on ourselves to just, but the, the great thing is, is if you start paying attention to the fact that you are being hard on yourself, that you are doing these things to yourself, nobody else is. Everyone, everything that you're thinking is in your head. So you're belittling yourself, possibly putting yourself down, possibly. What if you didn't do that anymore? Or at least us. How would you feel? What could you accomplish? So I know this was a lot, a lot today. Uh, add those journals. I'm going to write the journal prompts in the show notes so that you can grab them. Hopefully you just sat there and thought at least a little bit of it. If you're not a journaler, please, please, please just start. It makes such a difference. Such a difference to write it down, what's going on. Because when you write it down, it's just, it's different than when it's flowing in your head and you're, you can pretend, you can pretend maybe you're not talking to yourself that way. When you write it down, you can go back later and look at it and go, whoo, I was hard on myself. Thank goodness I am now aware of that and I have changed that. <laughs> but it's, it's even for me. You know, there's, there's a reason why I didn't even start journaling until this week in this workshop. And I knew it was because I was hiding. It's too much real for me to journal my feelings. I've gotten totally out of the habit of doing it again. And I know I'm not going to be perfect and I'm okay. I'm, all, I'm giving myself permission for that, to not be perfect and not be doing it every day right now. I'm going to work on it. But I'm not beating myself up if I'm not. I'm taking responsibility for the fact that I'm not journaling every day. And I know, I'm aware that that may make the process slower and that may, okay, now I'm thinking on it. That may make that finish line even farther. Might take me longer to get to that goddamn finish line that I love so much if I don't start journaling. Maybe I'll look at it as that way. <laughs> so thanks so much for being here. I hope that if you are going through any issues right now with, with self-responsibility and not paying attention to what you want, maybe blaming others, hit me up. Let's have a conversation. So thank you for joining me today. Remember, you are important and your dreams and feelings are valid. It's time to create your bold life because you deserve to live as your best self.